0: Isn't it? Number two hundred.
1: Be seated, please. It's the beginning of the greatest week on the earth as we begin Passion Sunday, Palm Sunday of this magnificent Holy Week. So if you're listening to us this morning out there on 87.7 FM, uh, YouTube or Facebook Live, or if you're on... uh, what they call podcasts. I haven't quite figured that one out yet. And if you're in the sanctuary this morning, the same message goes out to you all. Uh, good Sunday morning, church. Good morning. It is great to be in God's house again. Uh, I do want to thank the United Methodist women and the men who helped make it a successful day yesterday uh, for the Spring Bazaar, everyone who had any part in that. Uh, I truly believe that when uh, folks came into the building yesterday that they saw uh, the hands and the feet of Jesus at work through us and I want to give a shout out to Kim Evans. Kim was a big part of uh, helping put the bazaar together Uh, but like a day before uh, she was to be here she had to go into uh, quarantine because of this uh, magnificent COVID-19 device of the devil. Uh, so Kim thank you for what you were able to do uh, a shout out to the men we need your help next Sunday morning uh, there's Easter breakfast at 8 o'clock so if you're available men we could use you at 7 o'clock in the fellowship hall and then your bulletin uh, has a lot lots of announcements in it for this week I would encourage you to uh, come out to Omar on Thursday evening uh, for the Monday Thursday service, uh, Pastor Bruce is doing his very first uh, Monday Thursday service, so I'm quite excited about that. And then the Good Friday service this year in the ecumenical setting is at uh, Fellowship Bible Church at 6.30. Uh, there is United Methodist Men's Breakfast next Sunday. Uh, excuse me, I stand corrected. There is Men's Breakfast next Saturday at the Horseshoe at 8.30. Then we anticipate seeing as many as we can on uh, Resurrection Sunday. And this Thursday also is a community soup luncheon. uh, So we could always use uh, prayer uh, and our faithful drivers to help deliver. I have two notes I'd like to share here this morning. Uh, Brown City United Methodist Church Soup Ministry. My mother would like to thank you very much for the delicious soup that was brought to her last week. She surely enjoyed the soup, the cookies, as well as the visit from Rob Rugenstein, (laughs) who delivered it and stayed till dinner time. When we started Facebook Live, just about a year ago, because we were closed, the building was closed last Palm Sunday, because that was the beginning of uh, the devil's lie to all of us. Uh, That gray haired guy in the back came up with this idea that we should put this on Facebook Live and i always remember my first Sunday on Facebook Live. Uh, I think I had a very good grip on this. And my, I know my knees were knocking because I was terrified. I was scared you back. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I tell you plants plant seeds on your journey? This is addressed to uh, Brown City United Methodist Church. I've been watching your online service so much, I feel compelled to direct my monthly offering to you. God's got a plan. Wasn't my idea, God's idea. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Would you join me in prayer, please? Any other announcements? I'm sorry, yes.
2: Um, as Pat said, we, the Bazaar Committee and the UMW, want to thank everybody for helping with the bazaar, whether you prayed for it, you shopped there, you made something, you helped. For everything that involved putting that together, we thank you. In today... After church for your shopping convenience, we have in the basement, we still have baked goods and crafts. So if you'd like to go downstairs after church and browse to see what we have, there is a donation basket on the table. Just put your money in there and take your baked goods and your crafts and and enjoy them for, well, cookies might only last a day, but enjoy. So we thank you again, and we'll be downstairs later. Thank you.
1: Any other, other announcements? Then let's join our heart in prayer. And just for a moment, try to clear the busyness of your mind away. Let the Father calm your nerves. Thank you, Lord. I understand every word he says, the passion of Christ, the beginning of a great journey, a day of celebration for the Christian church. So Father, we just ask that you would send your Holy Spirit into this place. that you would touch your children from the youngest to the oldest maybe in a new way for the very first time in these trying times that we live in Father I believe you can revive us we need an encounter with the reviver the holy one the living Christ So Father, I ask a blessing upon the baptismal water this day. Living water provided by the living Christ. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Young disciples,
3: got a picture to show you I'm going to ask you if you know who this person is okay so this is the picture I've showed them I asked him if they knew who She said, yes, it's Jesus. And you're right. It is Jesus. But I thought... Good morning. Okay. So this Jesus that I showed you is actually... What's this? A Bible. Bible. (laughs) And this word, this is the word, became this man in the flesh. So Pastor Pat's correct when he says this is a very important week this week because this man went to the cross to die for all of our sin. Your sin, your sin, your sin. All those people out there, we all sin and fall short. So this man, he went to the cross to die for us. And then this palm branch is what they waved over him. <laughs> and it means victory. This branch. So remember that this branch right here means we got the victory in Jesus. Okay? You want to say a prayer? Father, we come to you today humble ourselves we ask that you would come into our heart and we're all your children not just these little kids but those older ones out there we're all your children and we all need to be reminded each and every day how much you love us and we need to also be reminded that we know who we are and it's you that we follow in Jesus name we pray amen
1: Pam, you made it so easy to get up off the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Praise God. I was watching you and I thought, wow, she's got some spring in that step this morning. That would be nice. Many of you have already brought your tithes, your gifts, and your offerings, but as Elizabeth plays a little bit. Wait. Thank you. I'm getting ahead of myself, right? Yes, you are. See, I was so excited to see somebody with some pep in their step this morning. (laughs) Somebody share a praise. Who's got a praise? There's got to be 65 people in here. None of you have a praise? It's going to be a long morning.
2: Well, I'm thankful that All of our family and friends are here, and we are going to celebrate Bo today.
1: Amen. Where's your pep and your stuff? I lost it 30 years ago.
3: Mike and I have a joy. We got to work at the food truck on Thursday, and it was quite an experience, and we had a good time.
1: It's the first time I've seen Mike behave, Sally, because you were there.
3: And Thursday was Clarence Schenel's, um birthday, 95th birthday, and we had a few of us went over and celebrated with him, and um, he was just just tickled. He thought at first that uh, we were we had ignored Evelyns. He forgot we had done Evelyn's birthday, so uh, we had a good time there. Do you have another? One? Oh, just the two. Okay. He's got a cold now, so (laughs) he has allergies, and so he could use some extra prayer this week.
1: Anyone else with praises this morning? Then, if you have prayer concerns, who do we need to lift up to the cross?
3: I'd like prayers for my granddaughter, Brittany. She underwent surgery this week and just prayers for a complete recovery.
0: Uh, I'd like to continued prayer for Joy Kester and her cancer and uh, treatments. Uh, she had a really re- bad reaction to the first treatment. She lost all her hair and everything. And so I delivered the blanket up there from the women's ministry for keeping her warm and and they was not allowed to go in the house. I met her husband outside and we had prayer and and they're really, really thankful and thank you all for the time of doing that. Um let's
2: keep um, Penny Childers in our prayers. She uh I don't know if many of you know, but she went into the hospital for what they thought was diverticulitis a week or so ago, and they did an MRI, and they found um, a mass on her kidney. She's got renal cancer. And this week, we'll be going to an oncologist to figure out what the plan is.
3: Uh, Richard and Mary Algren. Richard's in the hospital in Marl. No, Lapierre, with uh, pneumonia, and I saw Mary in the grocery store, and she's having some problems with her ribs, so it's a difficult time for them. Uh, we need prayers
2: for Cody Ryder. Um, hope he gets a clear PET scan tomorrow. Um, he's had issues for well over a year, and trying to figure it out between COVID and doctors and. Just hoping for the best for him. We need prayers.
3: Prayers for Pastor Richardson in Marlette. Both he and his wife are down with COVID. Last I heard she was in the hospital, and he's at home with pneumonia.
1: Dee has her hands up, too. <laughs> right.
3: I just wanted prayers for my mom. She's getting a new shoulder tomorrow, so
2: just that she stays safe in there and gets home and gets well.
1: What's your first name, Dean? Jean Bear. Carol, where are you at this morning? Where is Carol? What was the man's name that we prayed for yesterday? Merle Engel. Merle?
2: There's a young gentleman over by the Croslex area, and he has cystic fibrosis, and he had a double lung transplant a few years ago, and he is in rejection right now. And he's what, about thirty? I think he's about thirty-two, and um, life's not looking real good for him anymore. And on a positive note, thank you to Ken Eklund for all that he does for our church. I mean, he goes above and beyond. Not
1: really? <laughs> oh, he comes up with all kinds of ideas, Judy. <laughs> I just like to see a swim.
2: Um I have a joy and a concern. One joy is that Joe finally got home and I'm seeing him for the first time today. He's been working south of Detroit, so nobody's gotten to see him yet. And my concern is still for uh, Bill Lafferty. Um, He had a surgery the other day, and he still is not doing very well. So please keep him in your prayers.
1: He's loving it.
2: (laughs) Um, I also have a joy and a concern. This last um, Friday, my... um, this is my joy, Um, my son-in-law and his father and his cousin and his cousin's friend all came over to my house and um, took all the um, household stuff that my daughter Naomi and and her husband had um, left in our upper upstairs and and hauled it all back down to Virginia, where they're living now. and so it was really nice to see all of them. That was quite a shock because I thought they were coming the next day, but, you know. <laughs> and um, uh, prayers for the PIA family, P-I-A. Um, they're, they were friends of ours in, um, for scouting. And um, the one lady, she was 47, died this last week. Um, and the whole family was friends with us. So if you'd pray for the um, Tammy Pia. His family.
1: Since I'm here, um, pray for
2: Meg's friend Libby and the issues that uh, their family's dealing with.
1: Anyone else before? Come on, you have to move faster than that for your mother-in-law. <laughs>
2: yeah this is a praise that I'm glad that I can be here to uh, be to see my great-grandson both be baptized and also a uh, prayer request. My brother Bob's wife Deborah, has a brother, and his, he was in the hospital and his wife also, but they sent her home and she passed away a couple days ago and so they, their whole family could use prayer. So, thank you so much
1: Let's talk to our Father. Father, I just lift up Grady to you and ask that you would help those teeth come in. Give the family a little bit of comfort. Lots of names on the prayer list this morning, Father, needing prayer. Thank you that you are an awesome God. I lift up Ola's granddaughter, Brittany, to you as she recovers from surgery. And Father, we pray that total healing will take place. Think of Jordan and Tyler this morning and the baby in Jordan's womb. Father, I just pray that you continue to wrap your loving arms around her. We lift up Joy, who is battling cancer. We have names like Penny. Penny. And Richard. And Joel. And Cody. Pastor Richardson and his wife will have COVID. Gene who's having shoulder surgery. Merrill, who's having heart surgery. Libby and Bill. Family are grieving over the loss of loved ones. Lift up the Pia family. Lift up Ken and Stephanie who are recovering from COVID. Father, there's unspoken requests. names we probably forgot. But you who have numbered the stars in the sky, you know each situation. And we thank you for that. Ruthie is able to be here and watch your great-grandson. Be baptized. And this, and for such a time as this, we begin the Holy Week journey. We hear tell a king is coming. The stories and the celebration, but the re- the, the week was a bit rougher. But that was your choice. Thank you for the little people and the choir they're presenting to us this morning. We're trying to figure out this morning if this is our eighth or ninth baptism in just a short time. Even in the midst of what they call a pandemic, the king is still on the throne. Thank you for unconditional love. It's the simple things. Think of those who are shut in and those who may be homebound by choice. Thank you for the privilege to serve. That you might hear us as we pray this morning, Father. As we pray, our Father. Many of you have already brought your tithes and your gifts and your offerings forward. While Elizabeth plays for a bit, if you haven't been able to do that, now is your opportunity. Of course we are. Father God, we thank you for the gift of finances that help us to operate the church. We thank you for the gifts yesterday of the the cookies and the crafts and the money that the United Methodist Women were able to raise for missions. Father, we ask your blessing upon this church that you may find us faithful to our task. When well, you've called us to go into the world and make disciples of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's simple by sharing a smile and a half a cookie. Other times it's a task being with someone as they prepare to step over to the other side. Glory and honor to only you, Father. We praise you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Be seated, church. If you would present Bo, Brian, Utter for the sacrament of baptism, please. And family and friends, if you all want to come, that's up to you. But I just think if you know it's good for you, you all come. I step out of the picture for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like having a whole church up here. and sisters through the sacrament of baptism we're initiated into Christ's holy church we're incorporated into God's mighty act of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit all this is God's gift offered to us without price I ask you all on Bo's behalf do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin if so say I do do you accept the freedom and the power God gives you to resist evil injustice, oppression and whatever forms they present themselves if so say I do Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior put your whole trust in his grace and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages nations and races if so say I do may I have Bo Brian utter please yeah I know buddy I'd be crying too (laughs) Bo Brian Utter, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Church, would you welcome him as a child of the Most High God? You can cry now, buddy. Do you want to dismiss the children for junior church? Palm Sunday often referred to as Passion Sunday because it was the passion of Christ that endured this week. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them ahead Go into the village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. Two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and they spread leafy branches They had cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the possession and the people around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessing on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessing on the coming kingdom of the ancestor David. Praise God in the highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left. It was late in the afternoon. There was a man in couple of our churches that always knew how to take the palm branch and tie it into a cross. Does anybody here know how to do that? Kate. Would you tie this one, Kate? I'll trade you that one for that one. Thank you, Kate. The cross. The passion of Christ. A lot of times preachers get ahead of themselves, I think, when we start Palm Sunday. Uh, some go right into Monday, Thursday and what that evening was about. Uh, I've even listened to some go right into a Good Friday and what that was about. I don't want to be that guy this morning. I just want to talk to you for a few moments about the passion of Christ and how much he loves me and how much he loves you. And the King of Heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, he invites all of you to be part of this very special Holy Week. And I don't know all of your uh, situations in your faith, how close you are to the Father or how far you are away from the Father. Only you and he know that. But he loves us all the same. He invites us all the same. And what I find this morning in the Gospel of Luke, the 19th chapter starting around verse 1, Remember the story of Zacchaeus in the Bible? His passion that Christ had even for Zacchaeus because Scripture said one day Jesus was passing passing through Jericho. When he came to Jericho, Zacchaeus reached out to him. Scripture says he was a man of little stature. So he climbed a sycamore tree to get a glimpse Of Jesus. All he wanted to do was get a glimpse of the Savior. Soon Jesus stopped under that very tree and he looked up. And this is the invitation because of the passion to Christ that he gave to Zacchaeus that day. And he's given that same passion to you to this day. And his response to Zacchaeus. And his response to you this morning is come down. Come down. Come down from the tree. Come down from your hiding place. Come down from whatever is keeping you closest to the cross and to Jesus Christ. Zacchaeus just wanted a glimpse. I want a glimpse. I want to just reach out and touch the hem of his garment and be free. Be free of all this craziness in the world. That's how much passion that Christ had. He will meet you at your point of need, wherever it is. He will give you the desire of your heart if you ask him. And then in John's gospel. The passion and the invitation is the same. It's the story of Lazarus. Remember Lazarus? Scripture says he had been in the grave. For four days. Before Jesus got. I don't know if it was called cemetery. Back then. But to bring it into a modern. Modern. So I can understand it. Jesus came to the cemetery. And the passion that Jesus had for his friend Lazarus is the same passion that he offers you this morning. You may not be dead in the grave. You may be dead to sin. Something may have you in bondage this morning be it your finances that you're worried about controlling your life, physical problems that are controlling your life, spiritual problems that you're wrestling with. But the passion of Christ and the invitation is the same to you that it was to Lazarus. Where Jesus called him, he said, Lazarus, come forth. And scripture goes on to say that immediately, Lazarus got up and walked out of the grave. Whatever you're struggling with this morning, Jesus is calling to you. He's calling to you to come forth. Come trust me. Let me bring you back to life. He can take old beat up dead bones and bring them back to life. I believe we need to hear these words from Jesus this day because of the situation that this crazy, crazy world is in. In Matthew's gospel, I like this one. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Here in Matthew eleven twenty eight, we see Jesus looking upon a multitude of people. He's looking at us this morning in the sanctuary. And the invitation and the passion of Christ was the same then as it is now. Where the scripture says, "Come on to me." Jesus is calling us this morning. Come on to me. All you who labor or are heavy burdened. I know some of you folks are carrying heavy burdens. I've talked to some of you about them. When I walked in the door this morning, my words were, wow, it seemed like we just left this place. We get so busy doing things in the church and our families and our communities and our job that we get weary and we get tired. You ever get crabby when you're tired? Yeah. Don't be poking your spouses. Because I'm sure my spouse and if you have a spouse, your spouse have some great stories about how crabby we can be. But the invitation from Christ is simple. Jesus says come to me. Come to Jesus. And he will give you rest. I have a hard time. Sleeping. Three or four or five hours a night is normal. If that. I learned that in the military I think. Eight years in airborne artillery, uh, I learned to sleep on a steel pot anywhere, any time of the day. And still to this day, I can fall asleep any time of the day, anywhere I'm at, but only for short periods of time. I got some news from a friend last night. That I know, that I know, that I know is going to bring peace into her life. I had one of the best night's sleeps last night that I've had in years I think I got like six hours of sleep, sound sleep don't hear my wife singing at night don't hear clumble on the TV just sound solid sleep because I know the father answered my friend's prayer and he'll answer your prayer too if you talk to him and it's simple not always the same way we talk to each other (laughs) because sometimes we're pretty hard on each other but the same way we're talking this morning you don't have to have a doctorate degree I was a high school dropout that joined the army and got a GED in the military I was out of school for 20 years at least when I call, heard the call to ministry and then went back to school, it's not always easy. The journey's not always easy. But he'll give you rest. And there's times when you're not even going to be able to comprehend the kind of rest it'll give you. It goes Deep. It goes into your inner being where your spirit is at. And you'll feel it in your heart that this only could have come from Christ. He calls you to come down. He calls you to come forth. He calls you to come on to him. In 2 Corinthians 6, 17, he calls you to come out. Come out of whatever situation that has you in bondage. And only you know what it might be this morning. And the good news is that his passion and his love is so strong for us that his word says, I will receive you. He will accept you and receive you just how you are. You can be beat up You can be brawly. You can be snarly and crabby. And he'll love you just how you are. And then don't be surprised if he he helps you change a little bit. I can't accomplish anything without Christ going before me. I used to think that I was the pilot. Any, any pilots in here? I can do every, anything my way. I don't mean the fact that you truly fly an airplane. I don't mean that kind of pilot. <laughs> in life, we think that we can do it. I can do it all by myself. I don't need any help. I'm a man. I can do it. Well, I can't do anything without Christ. I'm a man, but after 10 heart surgeries, I'm not as physically strong as I used to be. Used to be able to pick up a 350 engine block off the ground and set it on the back of the tailgate. Can't do that now. When I was watching Pam get up this morning, I thought, well, last time I got down there, I had to have Ken come and help me up. (laughs) But just how we are, He receives us. And then in Matthew 16 and 24, Jesus says, If anyone, anyone, come after him and deny yourself. See, I I can't approach the cross thinking that I'm in control of the cross. It doesn't it doesn't work that way. We have to deny ourselves and let Christ do the work in us. If any man come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Some of you brothers and sisters that have been in the military I don't know about you, but I had some commanders. and I wasn't too sure about following them. But I'm sure about following the only commander-in-chief that I need in my life, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's all I need. He says, follow me. I followed him too. Brown City from Yale I'll always remember the day that the superintendent called and uh, said I got a new idea for you guys oh, good <laughs> he said I want you to go to Brown City, Bishop wants you to go to Brown City so that's only 11 miles away, what's going on with this But that's what Jesus wanted come to Brown City. When I served the Omar Church, my daughter and her boyfriend sat in the front pew. My daughter and I have a pretty special relationship. A phone call came from superintendent. He said, we want to send you to Carroll. But there's a catch, he said. He said, what's that? He said, the one outhouse, or the one church doesn't have running water and has an outhouse. Are you going to be okay with that? sure I drove up there one Karen and I drove up there one day just to check out the outhouse but you know what my struggle was that my baby girl sat right there in the front row of the church that I was serving and they were asking me to leave how do you do that and I know that there are Family dynamics where everybody, not, you know, some dads might not be as close to their daughter as I am. Uh, some daughters have had horrible experiences with their father. But mine wasn't that way. Mine was a love thing. And I even liked her boyfriend. We prayed him into the situation. And we reaped the benefits of that prayer because he is a wonderful husband, he's a wonderful provider, he's a wonderful father. And he's a wonderful friend. But I had to trust. You have to trust. I had to trust God that he would keep my baby girl safe. And he has. It's probably been more than a few months ago by now. When. When. My baby girl and her husband came over to tell us that she had cancer. And that was one of those times, church, where I need to have have a walk with Jesus at that moment. And for me, I had to go away for a couple of days. Away from people. Where I could just talk to God. And I could listen to him. And what he had to say to me. And to this day, it echoes in my brain. Do you trust me? Yes, I do, Lord. Do you trust him? Only you can answer that. I trust him with all that I have and all that I am. And the good news is, and the same good news is for you, all. And I'm not making light of this. This is sincerity from my heart. Folks struggle with cancer and die. Folks have heart attacks and die. Folks get in car accidents and die babies die when they're very young some folks live into their hundreds some commit suicide all kinds of things you're not done until Jesus Christ calls you by name And says, Come on to me. What are we singing, Elizabeth? Here we go. That was cool. Eldon, would you close us in prayer, brother? Thank you. Dear Lord, thank oh, you wait, for this wait, day. Wait, wait. everybody hear me?
0: <laughs> Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for our pastor.
1: And thank you for these children. I hope we can get a lot of young children in this church. i the mean, it grow.
0: And please be with us for Following, we can help us to understand what's going on in this world. In Jesus' name, I pray.
1: Amen.